By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Shelly's getting into the act there. I'm telling you, you just can't keep a good woman down. She's got to sing along and with do sound effects in the music. I'm telling you. I wonder if that's legal. <laughs> I do do that. Don't I wonder I? if that's legal. Man, we've, we've got an interesting show today. We have a guest, guest at 730 who we I do. called yeah, called yesterday and I got his name wrong. <laughs> he that's ha- awesome. He has an interesting name. Uh, interesting name, and it's hard to pronounce. And so hopefully we'll get him on here at 730. Just like this guy, this guy, we've talked about this guy before. He has the world's best name. What is it? His name is Nimrod Castle Jr. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seriously. He's an attorney. Because that's what I would name my child. <laughs> Nimrod. Nimrod. Nimrod Castle Jr. Wasn't and, setting him up for anything. Well, um, no, he's done well. Potentially, no, he's done well for himself. Dramatic. He's he's an attorney. He's head a couple different groups in the state of Missouri. Nimrod. Hey, Nimrod. <laughs> when I when I was in school, sounds like she was mad when she had well, that child. Back in the day, when I was in school, you called someone a Nimrod. It wasn't necessarily good. You know, hey, you're he's a Nimrod. Exactly. <laughs> right. But you know what? You know what a Nimrod is? Do you know this? Um, it's the rod, nim of a rod. No, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's, hold on, let me look at it here. Um, if you look it up, I looked at this up before because I thought to myself, the guy's name is Nimrod. Okay. Nimrod is in modern North American English. The term Nimrod is often used to mean a dimwitted or stupid person at usage recorded in 1932. Now what, what, see, that's what I'm saying. It says he's a Nimrod. Okay, let me read the entire thing. But it has Nimrod uh, is it's 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 in the book of Genesis in the book of Chronicles, the son of Cush and therefore a great grandson of Noah. Nimrod was described as the king of the land of Shinar. The Bible states that he was quote a mighty hunter before the Lord and began to be mighty in the earth. Later, extra biblical. Extra biblical traditions identified Nimrod as the ruler who commissioned the construction of the Tower of Babel, which led to his reputation as a king who was rebellious against God. Is is that the one that came crashing down? Uh, Nimrod has not been a, has not been attested in any historic non-biblical registers, records, or kings list, including those of Mesopotamia itself. Historians have failed to match Nimrod with any historically attested figure. Several ruins of the Middle East have been named after him. So that's, and and it goes, in popular culture, the term Nimrod is sometimes used in English to mean a tyrant or a skillful hunter. In modern North American English, the term Nimrod is often used to mean a dim-witted or stupid person, a usage first recorded in 1932. The usage is often said to be uh, popularized by the Looney Tunes cartoon characters Bugs Mm. Bunny, sarcastic, sarcastically referring to the hunter Elmer Fudd as Nimrod to highlight the difference between mighty hunter and poor little Nimrod, i.e. Fudd. However, it is in fact Daffy Duck who refers to Fudd as my little Nimrod in the 1948 short What Makes Daffy... You know, you go back and look at these old cartoons. They really were not... These guys were a bunch you know, of kinks. Rated you know, PG. Right, the guys who put these cartoons together were a bunch of kinks, and they had all sorts of political little things they throw in there. You know what they I mean? They did. Go back and watch. <laughs> go back and watch Rocky and Bullwinkle, 
With... Oh my god, and <laughs> Natasha and Boris. Exactly. It's full of all sorts of weird you know, it, I mean it really is. I mean, I'm surprised they haven't taken them off. You you're exactly right. The political police come along and go like, Oh, we can't have Rocky and Bullwinkle. That that's I that's... mean, all I did was say I wanted to throat punch you. It's not like I wanted to drop an anvil on your head. By the way, you know what happened? Yeah, exactly. You're not gonna drop an anvil on my head. No. You, you know what happened to me over the weekend? What? I put up a picture on Facebook and it got kicked off. Oh, how'd that feel, buddy? <laughs> Trying to feel violated, don't you? And not only that, there's a where the picture was, I think I finally took it down. Where the picture was, there's a great big hold on a minute. Uh, hold on a minute if I find this. Uh, hold on a minute. I got it. Picture I, was it? Well, <laughs> it's actually sort of funny because it was um Hold on a minute. Let me see where I can find it. The picture of me actually throat punching you? It says, altered photo. The same altered photo was checked in another post by independent free checkers, CY. And it says, can you say, and I put, can you say censorship? Hey, Elon, Facebook next. And the goofy thing was, it was a funny picture of a sign at a Chinese restaurant. That's all it was, a sign at this Chinese restaurant. Okay. And they and they took it down. <laughs> Did they put big X's around it? And no, no. It's circles your if, your. If, um... if you go to if you go to my Facebook page, uh-huh. it's just a big black box, and in the middle yeah. there's got the little I, little I info info, and then in like in in bold text it says altered photo, and then underneath it says the same altered photo was checked in another post by independent fact checkers, and then in a in a white box underneath that it says CY. And you click on it, it says CY. Now, you can still see, I think you can still, if you click on it, you can still see the photo. There it is. And all it is, here's the photo. It's a Chinese restaurant. It says, bring girlfriend, 5% off. Bring wife, 10% off. Bring both, free meal. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. You know, once again, bring wife. Or bring girlfriend, 5% off. Bring wife, 10% off. Bring both, free meal. Okay? Isn't that sort of like, ha-ha, funny, funny, right? That's what I would have thought. <laughs> but not the people at Facebook. <laughs> and it's, yeah, they don't seem to have a... And it's a picture of the main... It's it's like a commander board, one of those message boards, little, little letters you change, and just has a picture at the top. Meow Ming's Chinese restaurant. It's just, you know, it's just a random picture. Someone sent it to me, and I thought it was funny. So I put yeah, on. Yeah, you did get censored. Did you get? <laughs> yes, it's right there. So I put on. I I edited the post and I said, "Can you say censorship?" Hey, Elon, Facebook next. Oh my God! Next hour, we got to talk about this Kathy Griffin thing. Have you heard about this? No. She got kicked off of of Twitter. You know why she got kicked off of Twitter? Why? She changed her name. Guess what? She changed her name to. I don't know. Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> she did not. She did. It's a true story. She changed her name. Her to, Twitter name or her name name? Her Twitter name. She changed her name to Elon Musk. So That's how, funny. how did she get back on? If I gave you a thousand guesses, you'd never guess. She's back on, but not on her old account. She's on a different account. And if I gave you a thousand guesses, you'd never guess whose account she's on. And she's now she's now making comments at at Elon Musk about about how stupid it was. You know, I have to be honest with you. Now, the thing on this is, 
she violated the terms of service because you're not allowed to impersonate other people. You know, I mean, that's one of the things that's one of the things that that supposedly Elon Musk is going to go after because there are people that put up like they're, you know, like, for example, if you are, you know, I don't know, Faye Dunaway. Okay, for example, people will put up Faye Dunaway accounts. Matter of fact, you know, it's really sort of frustrating. What? YouTube has just started this handle thing where you can go and get, and they claim, you, they claim, because I have multiple accounts on YouTube, okay? They claim that if you have a current screen name on YouTube, in other words, like a, a you, know, uh, you know, whatever your screen name is on YouTube, that's already reserved for you. So, and they said, hey, handles are coming, handles are coming. You can't apply yet, but handles are coming, okay? I am on YouTube as Brad Hildebrand, okay? When I applied, finally, I got an email last week that says, hey, you can now apply for your handle. Once again, it says you can get your your regular screen name that you already have. You can get that automatically. Not because when I put in Brad Hildebrand, it says, I'm sorry, that's taken. And it gives me, you can you can have, how about this, Brad Hildebrand 607. I'm going like, what? I've already got Brad Hildebrand on there as far as my screen name, so I just reversed it. Now I'm Hildebrand Brad. And I'm going like, okay, I don't quite understand what the difference is. And this has gotten to be very interesting because there's some high Because profile. there's more than one Brad Hildebrand. Brad. Yes, but, okay, here's a perfect example. This, uh-huh. this crazy guy, he used to be in Indiana, now he's in someplace in Tennessee. His name is, his screen name is Whistling Diesel, okay? And it's one word. Okay, tell me how many other Whistling Diesels are there. It's like a unique name. I think he's actually got a trademark. He complained about this as well, too. When he got his email. Hey, Whistling Diesel, you can now apply for your handle. And he applied for Whistling Diesel. Taken. <laughs> somebody already has it. And he's going like, hold on a minute. How can somebody, somebody... went out there and bought all the famous ones? No, no, no. Did no, all the famous no, ones? No, no. Well, but that's the problem. So in other words, what's happened is someone's gone in, and if your if your your handle would be you know YouTube user fifty nine oh six, you go in and go like you know I'm going to steal Whistling Diesel. I'm going to be I'm going to be Donald Trump Jr. You know I mean it's like uh-huh. it's like what a scam. Mine is, uh, let's see. I, on, I don't know if it's Enjoy the Journey Now on or YouTube? Uh, Shelley at the Cube on YouTube. I think that's Shelley at the Cube. Okay, I you know once again. You know the, the 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 I I I took this seminar online. Okay, I I do a lot of learning online with SEO and and that kind of stuff. Okay, and one of the guys always says, which is interesting. He says, if you're on, and I agree 100 percent with him. If you're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you're just renting space. That's what you're doing. He says you need to own your space. Remember, remember we had the lady on here. I'm not making fun of her. Remember Harlow, the lady we had on, who was the singer who sent her a song, and we played that song. And remember, yes. interviewed her on the air, and I said, "What's your what's your web address?" She says, "I don't have a website." I go, "You don't have a website?" She goes, "No, I don't have a website." I go, "Why don't you have a website?" Well, who needs a website? I've got Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and Twitter, and I'm going like, here. The problem with that is, all of a sudden one day, let's say Elon Musk sells to. I don't know. Let's say Elon Musk sells sells out to Hunter Biden, and Hunter Biden takes control of Twitter and decides I don't like these people. Their account's gone. All of a sudden, bang! Your account's gone. Like me, I put a stupid picture up about a Chinese restaurant with a goofy menu board that says you know goofy stuff on it, and Facebook essentially says, "Oh, look what you did! You put a picture up here that's wrong. We're going to kick you off." You have your own website. Nobody can do that to you. 
Each, unless maybe, I don't know, maybe they can. Maybe the FBI can go in and tear, take down your Evidently, Facebook anybody page. can do it. You know, they, well, they, whoever they is in air quotes, can do anything they want to do. The sad part of this is, I've told the story many times about, about how privacy, you don't have any privacy. I, I, I'll tell another part of that story again. A friend of mine, years ago, who worked for a utility here in the St. Louis area, told me the story that some new people moved into his neighborhood, and he was not real wild about them. He had some concerns about them. So what did he do? He goes in the his company's, I won't say the company name, because I might get him in trouble if people could figure out who he was. He went into the company database and looked at these people's account, which not only had their payment history, their credit score, all this kind of stuff on it. Um. Yeah, yeah, because he wanted to know, well, I don't know, just new people moved in down the block. I don't know if I like them or not. And I've said to him, I said, hmm, you know, that's illegal? No, well, we do it all the time. He says, you know, people in, you know, all the time, he says, we want to find out, you know, somebody moves in next to you, you don't really like them, find out about them. We just go into our, our you know, go into a computer database, we pull up their account, we look at, you know, where they used to live, how much deposit they have on their account, if they've ever been late in their bill, if they've, had the elect- they've, they've ever had their service turned off, blah, 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 blah. I'm going like, that's not legal. Well, we do it all the time. See, that's the problem. And what's interesting is you read about this. You read about the hackers. And if you talk to any of these computer experts, they'll tell you the biggest challenges to, like, corporate computer systems are not hackers from the outside. It's people on the inside. It's people on the inside going places they shouldn't. I told you, I told you the Alan Barklage story, didn't I? Which one? There's so many. Okay. He crashed his helicopter on a Sunday or Saturday, okay? And they originally, you know, he was like the, the paramedics who were right across the street at the fire station in Sauget, got him out of the ship, did CPR on him the whole bit, got a heartbeat back again. They took him to the hospital in East St. Louis. Then they life-flighted him like the arch helicopter from the, I think, the old St. Mary's in East St. Louis to Barnes. And he was on a respirator for a week in Barnes. And the following Saturday, his wife showed up at the hospital, or I guess she was probably there, and they essentially said, you know, Alan's not coming back. So they pulled the plug, and he died not too long after that. Well, there were gazillion inquiries on his file through the Barnes hospital system. And all sorts of people were, you know, people were calling, like media people were calling their friends. Hey, you work at Barnes, don't you? Yeah. Can you check on Alan Barkley? Tell me how, how he's doing. So... They fired because this came from a nurse that I knew at the time who worked on a unit where two women got fired because they had accessed Alan Barklage's records. And this is a long time ago. This is 24, 24 years ago. I mean, back then they could figure out who was looking at the records. And I, I think she said five or six people were fired over that because I, I'm trying to think if HIPAA was in effect. But see, when you're doing the medical stuff, that's a real quirky no-no. Because then you're you're covered by HIPAA, which is a federal you know law, and you you bang you 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 access somebody else's health records, bang you're gone. Our our Shelley would say when you access somebody else's health records, Doink. you're gone. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do, Brad. <laughs> she just looks at you, and if you're really in trouble, you get the triple donk. Doink doink doink. Excuse me, doink. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, what's a dog? I don't know. It's time for a break. It is 629. <laughs> it is BS.show, Marin Morris, the lady who, I don't know how she does it. She can turn on her twang when she does a country song. She can turn it off when she does a pop song. 
I am truly amazed. She does have an amazing voice, don't you think? I do. Hey, do you know what? Today's election day. You know what else is weird today? Uh, something with the lunar eclipse. No. Well, that may be true, but I don't know about that specifically. It is. You know the Powerball drawing last night? Did it not get picked? They didn't do it. What? They didn't do it. Because? I'll read you the story. The, the drawing to Powerball's record-breaking 1.9 billion jackpot has been delayed Monday night as lottery officials needed additional time to complete, quote, necessary security protocols. Powerball announced the delay in a statement shortly after the highly anticipated 11 p.m. drawing. The Multi-State Lottery Association said early Tuesday morning the delay was caused by, quote, one participating lottery, unquote, that has not yet reported its sales and play data. Once Powerball receives the outstanding submission, the drawing can proceed. During the 11 p.m. broadcast on Monday, lottery host Laura Johnson explained where ticket holders could check their results once they're made available. So because of it, here we go. This is what she said. Because of a technical problem tonight, let me do her. Because of a technical problem tonight, we're unable to bring you the Powerball drawing at this time. As soon as we are unable to resolve the issue and conduct the drawing, it will be available on Powerball.com. It was unclear how long it could take for lottery officials to solve the issue. Powerball, quote, and here's an official statement from an official from Powerball. Powerball has a strict security requirement that must be met by all 48 lotteries before a drawing can occur. When the required security protocols are complete, the drawing will be performed under the supervision of lottery security officials and independent auditors. Powerball players across the country held their breath for the latest record-smashing drawing that could pocket them a grand prize of $1.9 billion or, here we go again, Scam, 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 scam. They're advertising, hey, you can win $1.9 billion. No, it's $929.1 million. After taxes, you get $32.56. So as of this moment, and I'll check it, I don't think they've drawn it yet. Let me see if I, let me go to their website. Did you buy Powerball tickets yesterday? You know, I didn't, and I should have. You might be able to still buy them. <laughs> That's true, but I... Um, I says here, next drawing, November 7th, 2022, at 10.59 p.m. Well, that's last night. Res- yeah. and it's, it still says, results pending. So they have not drawn a winner yet. As or of, they haven't uh, well, finished they, their, who's he, what's Their it? security measures, whatever. Right now, I'm looking at it, it says, results pending. That's what it says, right now, results pending. So, <laughs> you know what? What a weird day to have this happen because people are going to go, you know, the conspiracy theorist is going to come out and say, hey, the same thing's going to happen with the election because we already had, what, Jean-Claire, what's her name? Claire Jean-Pierre, whatever her name is, the new uh, spokesperson, say it might take three or four days for us to get the election results. And the people in Pennsylvania are saying it might take a couple of weeks. I mean, how is that possible? How uh, Can you explain that to me? How is it some states, like, for example, Missouri, probably tonight by 10 o'clock at night, you'll know exactly where everything stands in Missouri. And in other states, they won't know for three or four days. So what does that say? Missouri's got their act together? What does that say to me? Yeah. That says that they're waiting to see how the rest of the the (laughs) nation votes. And then they're going to... uh, um, announce the um the vote the votes um in favor of who they wanted to win wow listen to shelly <laughs> she's been listening to alex jones <laughs> i don't even know who alex jones is that's he's, what i think he's the crazy nut that got himself in trouble with the uh, the the uh, sandy hook parents you know with you know saying that 
You you know the you know that entire story? No, and I don't think I want to. Well, the Newtown School where You're that You're going to tell me anyway, well, aren't you? Well, no. I mean for a historical context, the new the Newtown okay. School where that nutbag got in there and shot all those kids and all the teachers. He claims that that was not for real. Those were actors. And that nobody was really killed and it was just like all some come you know, it's it's almost like what's that that movie called Wag the Dog, you know what I'm talking about? Where they claim that we didn't really land on the moon. It was just this very elaborate Hollywood hoax where they had a set that looked like the moon and they had the astronauts who were like being held up by like wires so it looked like they were like bouncing around on the moon surface. Did you ever see that movie? I've seen pieces of it. I haven't seen the entire movie, but it's it's starring. I think it has Dustin Hoffman in it. I think I have. Yes, and but... and essentially, Alex Jones was claiming this is, and he this is not the first time he's done this. He's done this in other things as well too. That didn't really happen. That was done in a Hollywood studio. Okay, first off, Alex Jones is a nutbag. Okay, that's all there is to it. Anybody who believes anything out of Alex Jones' mouth, he's just because. What's interesting about it is, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I should take a, a you know page out of the Alex Jones playbook because he makes millions of dollars selling all his merchandise, and he makes millions of dollars selling survival stuff because he's the guy. Hey, you know, Christmas this year, well, it's not going to happen because we're going to be we're going to be attacked on Thanksgiving, and we're all going to be ha- we won't have any food anymore, and we won't have any gasoline. And what you need to do is you need to buy the Alex Jones meal kit. And people go out and buy his stupid meal kits and his stupid T-shirts and things like that. He makes millions of dollars, millions. There's a. We should actually start <laughs> offering uh, KSLQ merch. No, you we, know, have a merch store. No, we should. Have, we should do meal kits. We'll do the. We'll do the Brad meal kit. Where what you get is you get ten a bo- bunch of gift cards to Culver's. No, or not Culver's. No, Freddy's. No, you get you get boxes of Little Debbie's. You know, that'll last you forever. Because Little Debbie's, you know, see. So how long have your Little Debbie's lasted? Oh, a couple years. Seriously. Okay. Remember, you you know who I'm talking about. And I'm not going to make fun of one specific person because I saw several. Remember the Juice Plus people? Are the Juice Plus people still around? I don't know. Okay. But I know what you're saying. Okay. The Juice Plus people, they were prim- primarily women who would sell Juice Plus. And Juice Plus was this supplement you would take, right? It was like a super vitamin pill, right? And yes. one of their demonstrations was, at least the lady that was in my one leads group, she would show up with a McDonald's hamburger, and she it was on a plate. And she'd pull it out of a bag. She had it in a bag, and she'd put it on a plate, and she'd say, see this McDonald's hamburger? Everybody go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's two years old. And the whole pitch on it was, it's so full of preservatives that it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, get mold or anything like that. And I'm thinking to myself, see, I'm the I'm the out of the box thinker. I'm thinking to myself, man, that's why I like McDonald's because you're never going to get food poisoning from a moldy burger because they don't get moldy. Two years later, you could eat that hamburger and be fine. You know what I mean? Now, two years after an apple, like you know, you had an apple that sat out for two years, yet that you die. You had a cantaloupe that was two years old that sit like sit on your counter for two years, you're dead. You know, you got meat that you know like regular meat. Like turkey or something like that. Matter of fact, turkey, if you eat it at Thanksgiving, two hours later, you're dead because that's turkey. That's what turkey does to you. Can you tell I don't like turkey? Anyway, so the idea being was... You're more of a pepperoni (laughs) pizza kind of guy. Hold on. Her pitch was that see how terrible this McDonald's food is because it doesn't get bad. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, let's take that one step further. Wouldn't you rather have something that never got old? 
I mean, as far as food, like, wouldn't you like the point where, like, let's say one day you went to the store and you bought 100 loaves of bread, and for the next two years you never had to go buy a loaf of bread because you just go in your, your, your closet, oh, here's a loaf. And you know, open oh, this loaf, and you got you got a little, you know, you write it, you you sharpie on the outside. This loaf is October of 2020. Oh, okay, it's still good. You open up that little twisty thing, you pull out a couple pieces of bread. Oh, it still tastes good. Still nice and soft. Wouldn't you like that? That's pretty much the way it is now. <laughs> see, that's see, that was the thing. And she used to get so mad at me because whenever she do this, I go like, I bet she did. <laughs> I could see you. I could see you sitting there. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say, lathering. I'd about say, the, I'd, I'd say to her, I, I said, could just see it. I, I said, it's right here. No, I'd say, can I have that hamburger? Can I eat it right now? And she go, no, you can't have it. I go, why not? Can I eat it right now? I'm ready to eat it. Oh, it's two years old. I don't care. I'll eat it. And I would. I'd eat the thing, you know, because she goes, her whole point, well, it doesn't have any mold. It's not It's not moldy or anything like that. Well, good. It's two years old. You know, I mean, think about it for a minute. Think how hypocritical we are in things we eat and drink, okay? If you don't eat bread in a week, it's stale bread. Matter of fact, I used to live right across from the hostess. This is a true story. I used to live right across the street from the hostess bread outlet store, okay? You know what the hostess bread outlet store was? I do. All the stuff that came back from the stores that was stale, like the Hostess cupcakes and the bread and stuff like that, you could buy. You know, the guys would bring out the new stuff in the truck, and then they'd put the old stale stuff in the truck. And then when they come back to the, this this place across the street from me, they'd pull out all the stuff, and they'd put it in the, re, in the resale stuff. And I used to walk, literally walk across the street to the Hostess bread resale place and eat the stale Twinkies and eat the stale, stale uh, you know, cupcakes. And you know what? There was something about them that was better. It was better because they were aged. It's like a fine wine. You know, you don't want to go get a bottle of wine that just squeezed out of those, those, you know, those wine nuts. You know, you want to, you, you want to get a, hear what I said, wine nuts? <laughs> Never mind. Shelly's heard me say that before. She's not going to react to that anymore. If you drive through Augusta, that's what those vines are. Those are wine nut vines. Do you know that? She's not going to even say anything anymore. <laughs> Shelly? Yes, Brad. <laughs> You're not going to say anything to me? If you can pick it up, I'll let you continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's been said to me more okay. than once. So, so I used to go across the street and eat my breakfast. And once again, once again, my point being is certain things you don't want fresh. Do you want fresh wine? No. Nobody wants fresh wine. And they talk, oh, Sauvignon Blanc, 1959. Oh, my God. You know, McDonald's Big Mac, 1962. Yuck. <laughs> right? <laughs> I bet it was twice as big as it is now. You know what? <laughs> That's the whole thing. Do you know they put that in the dictionary? Did you know that that word's now what? in the dictionary? Shrinkflation. You know, every year they come out with who's Merriam-Webster. Like soap. What's that? Like dial soap. Well, everything. It gets dial soap used to have this. I mean, you know, it was an even rectangular full right bar. Right. And now what they've done is they've scraped it off like in a be- you know like a reverse bevel. Yeah. And shaved off. I know. Like and, a third of it that way. And they charge you more. You get less. Yes. You charge charge you more. That's shrinkflation. Yes. Right. And you know, you know who's responsible for that? Um, you. Kamala Harris. She did it all. 
Um, I think it was around before she was. And by the way, over the weekend, we'll talk about this next break. Joe Biden said, no more drilling and no more coal. <laughs> going like, okay, so what are we going to do? Rub two sticks together? <laughs> I'm Use going, our sharp wit. <laughs> yes, I'm going like, what? And the interesting thing about it is no coal. We've talked about this in the St. Louis area. If your lights are on right now at your house, it's because of coal. Because almost all the electricity in the St. Louis area comes from coal. Labadee power plant out there in Franklin County. Uh, Portage to Sioux power plant out there in St. Charles County. Uh, the Rush Island plant. I believe that's down in Jefferson County. Maybe in St. Genevieve County. Guess what? It's coal. We get very little nuclear from Callaway County. And I think we get zero hydroelectric from Bagnell Dam. It's all coal. So all of a sudden, if the coal stopped, you know, if coal disappeared tomorrow, guess what? <laughs> We wouldn't, we wouldn't have a transmitter go on the air because there wouldn't be any power anymore. We'd be off the air. Some people would say, Steve Casper would go, well, that's great. His radio station go off the air. Mine will stay on because I've got magic. He's got something. Yep. We haven't figured out what it is, but he's got something. 640, <laughs> 648. It is BS.show. You know, I was doing well for myself. Had a couple Ferraris, Lamborghini, a couple Porsches. You know, I was lighting cigars with $100 bills. Living in uh, Ladue. Then I found Shelly, and I drive around in a car that's got that I paid 300 bucks for. That you know the windows broken out of. That's what happens. And it's probably your favorite car, just like my my daddy's Hugo. Okay. Hugo. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, we're talking about no no coal and no gas in a minute. But let me do this first. I heard about this. As a matter of fact, the smartest guy in the world, Info Dude, Mike Otten, sent me this. Okay, you ready? Yeah. The story on this is. The headline is, woman calls 911 report pink meat at barbecue restaurant. Okay, you ready for pink this? Pink what? Pink meat. Okay, hold on a minute. Now, here, let me see if I can get this to play. Hold on here. As for either for them to cook it some more or exchange my order, and they're saying that the meat is supposed to be pink, and I asked for them to change my order, so they said that they're not giving my money back or they're not going to um, trade out the food. Now, this is a 911 call. They redacted the dispatcher. You can't hear the dispatcher. It's just the lady. So Why right, is that? Well, they, I don't guess. They don't want to get the it's dispatcher, like, bad publicity. So okay, all, so it. there's silence. And there's no sign where it says that they don't trade off food or anything, no returns or anything like that. Okay. So I've asked them, do they have a sign where it says there's no returns or anything? So she's in Raleigh, North Carolina. She's at what they call a famous barbecue place called Clyde Cooper's Barbecue on South Wilmington Street. Okay, now here she comes back. Yes, I'm right here outside. I had to my food right here on the counter. She's calling 911. It's a red and black and uh, white jacket. She's describing what she has on so the police can come and talk to her. All right, thank you. Like, the police don't have enough to do. <laughs> Lady, can you imagine that? <laughs> You're at a restaurant. So you... I really couldn't <clears throat> you what? Um, hear her, understand her. She was. Com- so what was she saying? She was complaining because she got her plate of barbecue and the meat was pink. And she was complaining about the fact that she don't want pink meat. She wants cooked meat. And... <laughs> And show and the, the, the place say, I'm sorry, that's how we cook stuff. 
And she says, well, I don't like it. And they said, well, guess what? That's how we barbecue. And once again, <laughs> if you go to like, you know, Shelly's favorite place, what's that? What's that place again? Super Smokers? No, oh, you don't like Super Smokers. You like, what's that place called again? You talk about all the time that's going to do advertising with us real quick. Sugar fire. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Any day now they're going to buy a big ad. Stop package. it. <laughs> anyway. Zip it, Hildebrand. They cook the meat for like 24 hours. So it's not like they just throw it back on the grill. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, they could say, well, ma'am, you know, we'll put it back in the cooker. Come back tomorrow at same time and it'll be done by then. Okay. First off, why would you call 911? You know, I mean, what is what are the police going to do? They're going to show up and they're going to go like, ma'am, I'm sorry, but uh, you haven't had too much barbecue, have you? You know, it's just like, it's just like if you go to I, a friend of mine who shall remain nameless, went out to dinner with him and my wife and his wife years ago, okay? He ordered prime rib, okay? He gets the prime rib. What's wrong with that? Well, I no, love no, prime no, no, rib. no, 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 no. He gets the prime rib and he complains, I see pink. So the waiter says, well, that's how we serve prime rib. And he goes, I don't want it like that. So they send it back, and they, he comes back less pink. He complains again. They send it back again. He, it comes back again. You know that they have to change out the piece of meat every time. He never cut, never cut into it. I mean, he never ate anything it off it. It doesn't matter. They, used, no, they had the same piece of meat. So finally, the, the manager... I, I don't know about that. The manager comes over and says, Sir, I'm sorry we're having problems, but when you order prime rib, you know, once again, it's not like my mom cooks it. You know, my mom, when my mom cooks stuff, if my mom cooked a steak and you dropped it on the floor and it shattered, it was almost done. Wasn't quite done yet. Matter of fact, matter of fact, we had scientists in our home. Did I ever tell you this story? No. Scientists came to our home because of the fact that uh-huh. my mom cooked meat so well done, these guys would buy the meat from my mom. They use it in carbon dating experiments because it was carbonized, and they would use it to date things. Matter of fact, matter of fact, one time they came and bought a piece of meat that my mom was cooking. They were trying to to date the Shroud of Turin, and they were trying to use. A, oh my god! They were trying Brad, to use. Stop they were it. trying to use a steak that my mom had cooked, and they go, Mrs. Hillbred, we've never found better carbon than this. This is going to help us with our carbon dating in the Shroud in Turin, right? <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, <laughs> okay, no. okay. Hold it next hour because we got to go. It's it's. it's <laughs> hey hey hey, brb. <laughs> I kept it up. I was straight. It's seven o'clock. One of my all-time favorite songs. It's an excellent video. Has Rod Stewart's ex-wife in it. She's Stacy's mom. You know what I'm talking about? You ever seen the video before? I have. What a great video. Okay. It, it really is kind of fun. Sort of sad. The lead singer of that, the group is called Fountains of Wayne. The lead singer, his name is Adam Schlesinger. S-H-S-C-H-L-E-S-I-N-G-E-R. Adam Schlesinger. He died a couple years ago. Uh, died on April 1st, 2020. Cause of death, complications from COVID-19, which is very sad. You know, um, that really is a thing. Yeah, sad. It is. Sad, 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 sad. You know, now, the crazy thing about this is that as we look in our rearview mirror, you know, once again, too many people live their lives looking in the rearview mirror. But at times, 
what's the old saying? Those who uh, fail to learn from history are bound to repeat it. You look back and you go like, all the crazy stuff. Remember how you used to go to the restaurant when they finally opened up some of the restaurants and they would have like a, you know, like the team with like, you know, the moon suits come and they would sanitize the table and then they would put like a microwave oven on it and bake off all the, the germs and stuff like that. And then we realized, oh, it's not anything we touch. It's what we breathe. Remember how you remember how everything was like you couldn't touch things, you had to sanitize things. My favorite story. I do remember that. My favorite story was <laughs> I shouldn't tell this because I, I do feel sad for these guys now. I went to a locksmith. First off, there aren't too many locksmiths around. There aren't too many locksmith stores. Most of the time it's like the guy comes to you in the truck, okay? You don't go to him, he I comes know to you. I a locksmith store. Well, there are very few of them any anymore. They're just they don't okay. exist anymore, okay? So I go to this locksmith store to have a key made. Okay, now, first off, I'd used this guy before. You walk in, you walk right up the county. Hey, counter. Hey, Jim. Hey, hey, Brad. How you doing? Doing fine. Here, here's my key. I go in to the locksmith store. The guys are literally in respirators, okay? Respirators with goggles on. I am not kidding. And they've got like a, a barrier set up, like a, a folding table in front of the counter. And they're like behind the counter, behind the folding table. So if you want them to copy a key, they had a stainless steel bowl that had some kind of sanitizing liquid in it. You put the keys in the stainless steel bowl and you slid it across the barrier and then they took out the key out of the stainless you know, steel bowl that was filled with some kind of sanitizing liquid. They wiped it off and they made a copy of the key for you because... They weren't going to touch your keys that you well, had that's touched. because they didn't know. But it was... They didn't know. We didn't know. The world didn't know what the heck that was. Hey, And we, some people didn't no. really care. Well, well, I mean, well, look at the extreme. These people are going to the utmost uh, safety for their for employees and for their patrons. And then we've got some Yahoo in Warrington that's licking deodorants. Well, what do you expect for people in Warrington? You know, I mean... <laughs> Well, I didn't mean to single it out like is, that. Is, it just came out Warranted, like that, isn't but... that the home of KFAV? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, is, isn't Warranted the home of KFAV? Oh, <laughs> let me think about that for a minute. Okay. I'm ignoring you. <laughs> Ignore. Okay, so I see the guy in front of me do this. I'm thinking to myself, I don't need a key that bad. <laughs> so, huh. you know, so I'm going like, I'm not having my keys put in, you know, some kind. Of, how do I know what that liquid was? How do I know that liquid wasn't wasn't stuff left over from Times Beach? It had dioxin in it. I'm, you know, or how do I know that there really? was? How do I know that those guys didn't get that water from on the north side of the airport where they're processing all the old uraniums this left left over from left over from World War II? How do I know that that liquid was safe? I don't. So I didn't get my key made there. So <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, now you said, you said, well, we didn't know. We didn't know. I disagree with you because you know why? Why? We have Dr. Fauci. He knows everything. Do not go off on the Fauci. I'm not. He's the world's smartest man. So, you know, he should marry the world's smartest woman, although I think he's, he's married. The world's smartest man, Dr. Fauci, should marry the world's smartest woman, and they would have kids, and then their kids would be like Einsteiniacs. You know what I mean? They would be like, yes, I can figure out EMC M- M- squared theory of relativity. Yes, I know what the lottery numbers are for Monday night, and I know that they're not going to be able to draw the mon- Monday night lottery numbers for Powerball until Tuesday morning because they have problems. Wow, how did you know that? I'm smart. I'm the 
the son of the world's smartest man, the world's smartest woman. The world's smartest man is Dr. Fauci. He's my father. He knows everything. If you don't believe him, just ask him. You don't think that'd be a match made in heaven? I actually kind of do. but um... <laughs> He's the smartest guy in the world. He knows everything. Oh. You know what? You know don't be so suspicious. Hey, can I tell you something? What? He knows how to clear, cure, cure cancer, but he's just not telling anybody yet. Okay, that's enough shenanigans. I'm telling you, he's the smartest guy in the world. <sighs> and you know who told me that? Who? Kamala Harris. Okay. <laughs> what time is it? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <gasps> okay, so over the weekend, Joe Biden is on his... You know, I, I. what's so funny about this is there's a guy used to be at another radio station. Guy named, what was his name? Tony Colombo. And he used to always talk about the flip test, and which was interesting because essentially the flip test was if someone said to you, hey, so-and-so you know, offended me when they said yada, yada, yada. The flip test would be, okay, if you said that to so-and-so, would they be offended? It's sort of like the Kyrie Irving thing we'll talk about in a minute, which has gotten like out of control. You know the Kyrie Irving thing? Uh-uh. Oh, my God. This is so weird. It's gotten so bizarre. Anyway, okay, where was I going with this? You know, if you'd tell me what we're going to talk about sometimes, <laughs> I'd probably be more prepared. What? Yeah, but I don't know what we're going to talk about. It's just, it's all random stream of consciousness. Whatever comes I up. I know. You know. You know me, whatever comes to my brain, that's what we talk about, right? Yeah, okay. pretty much. <laughs> right. And people are going like, yeah, right. We do very little show prep around here. May, may, some people. We do no show <laughs> prep around the, here. The, my radio brethren would say, yeah, it's really obvious he does no show prep because the show sucks. Okay. So anyway. That's not true. I don't Joe, think our show sucks. Joe, Joe Biden is doing his campaign sweeps for all the Dems. And I guess he's in Pennsylvania or something like that. And he gets in front of a crowd and says, we're not going to have any more coal and we're not going to have any more oil. No more drilling. Okay, now think about that for a minute. We talked about this briefly the last hour. If we had no coal in the St. Louis area, we would have no power because it comes almost exclusively from coal. Labity, Portage de Sioux, Rush Island, that's where we get our power. It comes from coal. What about coal. the solar plants? <sighs> you know what? That's what? That's window dressing. That play- I actually think it's fascinating. Well, it's that fascinating, but the problem with it is that place up there on Tom Geneva, or no, is, is, is it Tom Geneva or is it T.R. Hughes? You know, where, you know where, where T.R. Hughes swings around and runs in a 79? You know what I'm talking about? I do. Down the street from the St. Charles EMC. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay, that solar field up there is window dressing from Ameren UE. You know, there's enough electricity generated by the solar field to power your phone for three days. That's how much electricity comes out of that solar field. It's a little tiny field. In order to get any kind of, you know, really usable... There's fields up, up, up down 70, you know, um, towards Columbia. But once again, to get any kind of usable amount of electricity, you need acres and acres and acres and acres of solar panels. Trust me, I got solar panels. I, I know what... I know... I've done the math. I mean, to run my stupid parking lot lights... I have to have like four panels to run my stupid parking lot lights. Four panels and two batteries, okay? That's to run a couple goofy little 12-volt lights, okay? Plug your 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 air conditioner compressor into a solar plant panel. You probably need to run like your air conditioner, and I'm not exaggerating. You could do the math real easy. 
if you figure out, okay, here, I'll do the math real quick for you. Most of the solar panels, and this is including no line loss, okay? Okay, so let's say your P equals E times I, okay? So let's do a little math here. I'll do my stuff. My, my, my electricity Hi. teacher... My electricity teachers would be proud of me, okay? I'm going to do it right here on the air, okay? Okay, P equals E times I. Okay, so yep. we have 220 volts, and let's say our air conditioning compressor takes, uh, when it's running, it, it draws 25 amps, which is not that unusual, okay? So it takes 5,500 watts to run your air conditioner compressor. Just your air conditioner compressor, the outside unit, okay? okay? That would mean you would have to have 55 solar panels just to run your air conditioner, considering no line losses. In other words, that would be perfect. In other words, you'd have exactly 5,500 watts generated by the solar panels, and then you'd have 5,500 watts or 5,500 watts consumed by the air conditioner compressor, okay? That's considering no line loss, no, you know, no, no voltage drop or anything like that, okay? But then you got to run your indoor unit, and your indoor unit probably takes, you know, it's got to run the, the blower and all that stuff. Maybe that's like a thousand watts. So no, in other words, you need 65 solar panels. Okay. Turn on your microwave and that takes, that's, you know, that's 2000 Watts. You need, you need 85 solar panels. Get where I'm going with this. It's to the point where pretty soon it's like, Oh my God, just to run my house, I need 2000 solar panels. And in most cases, if you figure that here, do that one. Most people have a 200 amp box in their house Two 200 amp times times so how um, come the houses with two, solar two, panels you know in the community don't really have an electric bill well they do it's a scam there are some people there are some people that mm -hmm. but see the problem with it is and this has always been my complaint about the whole deal with people with solar panels okay that's great what happens when the sun goes down and right now we get into an era you know we're pretty soon next month we're in november next month we'll have the shortest day of the year which means that you're only, you're only going to have sunshine from like, what, 7 o'clock in the morning to like 4.30 in the afternoon? Okay, so let's say you have an electric heater at your house. Let's say instead of a gas heat, you have electric heat. And your electric heater, the strips in your, electric, in your, in your air handler is a 10-kilowatt uh, strip heater, okay? So in order for you to, so in other words, do the math again, 10 kilowatts. So let's just, you know, you know come out with it and say you would need 110 solar panels just to run your heater but it's midnight and guess what there's no sun so how do you stay warm at night i'm listening <laughs> how do you stay warm well, i'm at sorry night? i was sitting there talking to you and my pot was turned down okay so how do you stay warm at night the answer is you don't. And yes, you do. Well, no, that's the problem with solar. And yes, I know you can get batteries, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. It's not cheap. You know, I mean, I know a guy, I won't say his name because some people go, oh my God. I know a guy who's in the radio business, who is a big, big time radio star. He's all over the country, okay? And he lives part of the year, he does his show from his ranch someplace in my Wyoming or something like that, okay? He's decided to go off-grid. Matter of fact, he has no choice where his ranch is. There's no electric service. He's out in the middle of nowhere, okay? So he's decided to go off-grid. He's spent $250,000, a quarter of a million dollars, just for enough solar panels and enough batteries to run his place 24 hours a day, seven days a week, okay? That's, uh -huh. more, than, that's, more, than most, that's more than a lot of people's houses. 
I think like the average house in the United States is now $300,000. So in other words, you're going to take a $300,000 house and you're going to put $250,000 in the solar panels? Now, um, that's what people are doing. It does not eliminate the need for electricity. I mean, it, do- it just doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. And not only that, the problem with it is, is that, you know, what happens when it gets, it gets cloudy? What happens like in the winter? Here's another one. You don't think about this. What happens in the winter when you get snow? Guess what? The solar panels get covered up with snow. And guess what? You don't get any electricity out of the solar panels. So you're going to crawl up on your roof with a broom and sweep off your solar panels? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Shelly, what are you doing on the roof? Oh, I'm sweeping off the snow off my solar panels. Don't fall. Oh, bonk. Oh, no. Mr. Bill. (laughs) Oh, no. Miss Miss Shelly, she fell off the roof. Okay, so Joe Biden is saying no more drilling, no more coal. Okay, so yesterday, Claude John, what's her name? Claude John St. Pierre, Claude Claude John Van Damme St. Pierre. By the way, do you know how old she is? How old, think, you know, you look at her. I saw this the other day and I was somewhat amazed. She looks like she's like 25. You know how old she is? No. She's 49. I mean, she looks... She does not look her age. She looks like a kid to me. She looks like she's somebody that just graduated from college. Yeah, I just got my degree, and I'm working here at the White House. I'm the press secretary now. Oh, what a great job this is. One day I'm in my sorority, the next day I'm in the White House. She's 49. Okay, so yesterday at the press conference, she starts walking back everything that Biden said over the weekend. Uh, some of you have misconstrued what the president said. And uh, some of you, uh, I know you think he said this, but he didn't really say that. I'm going like, this is so unbelievable. You know, I mean, he says So all- basically she was like taking back everything he said and giving another example? Yes. Like, he, this is what he should have said? Oh, no, she's saying that the reporters misconstrued what he said. And what's funny is there's all sorts of video and of him saying, no more drilling, no more coal. And he's saying, like, by 2030. Okay, first off, first off, it's 2022. Okay, let's say Ameren UE was going to build... 10 acres of solar panels that was, let's say it's going to, it's going to supply power to, to Wentzville. Okay. So they're going to build 10 acres of solar panels. First off, they got to go and they got applied to the EPA. Then they got to go to St. Charles County. Then they're going to be sued by 42 environmental groups. We don't want those solar panels when they, we don't like them. They cause, they cause global warming because the sun bounces off the solar panels. It's like the greenhouse effect. And so after eight years of being in court, then they start to build the solar panels, and it's already 2030. Get what I'm saying? Yep. It ain't going to happen anytime soon. I always, it always cracks me up. It's like the in St. Charles County, the 364-94 interchange. How long have they been working on that? And the expansion of 94 from that, you know, the 364-94 interchange up to I-70. It's been two years. Guess what? They built the Empire State Building in 13 months. From a piece of ground to a hole in the ground that they dug the foundation to, what is 110 stories? 13 months. How come we can't get an interchange done, you know, in, in, how come they can't get it done like in two months? If they can build the So empire- here's the thing. Go and, ahead. And I'm yep. guilty of this as well. Okay. So we want, they're going to start a project. Right. And we want it done. Right. So... You know, we, we we start off being very, very um, complacent about what a 
um, time suck this is, like travel back and forth to work and whatnot. Right. And then we lose our tempers. Right. And then we sit there and we start complaining about, um, I mean, first we're complaining about the, the, the road and then we start complaining how long it's taken them to do the road. Yeah. And your point is? Well, we're part of the problem. No, no, no. But that's going to change today. See, I agree. Up well, until, how do you think? Oh, today it's going to change because people are going to pass Amendment 3. And what will happen is everybody will just get stoned all the time. And they won't care how long it takes good to work. Hey, if it takes me an hour to go two miles, I don't care, man. I'm feeling good. Just smoking my joint. Feeling really good. Got my Amendment 3 pass. Oh, man. Life's good when you're stoned all the time because I don't care anymore. Isn't that the way it works? Every, mellows out everybody. Isn't that what marijuana does? Hey, well, man. I don't know, Brad. You know that more than I. <laughs> I'm not a marijuana guy. I've never <laughs> have been. I've, partly because of the fact that I don't smoke. Oh, I don't shoot. smoke anything. You know, I, I've never under... I know you're a smoker, Shelly, and I'm not making fun of you. But I'm I, a vapor now. Well, I've never understood that. My oldest son smoked, and my oldest son's a vape now. I don't get it. Why is it... You know, think about it. Let's say some Martians come from planet X, Y, or whatever. Then let's say the Martians come from Mars, and they land, and 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 and, and they meet you in the parking lot, Miss Shelley. We've heard your radio show. We think it's most interesting. But what is that crazy thing you're putting in your mouth? It's my vapor. What is that? What explain that to us? Well, what it does is it makes Who this. Who are you? It makes this. <laughs> it makes this wonderful smoke that I fill my lungs with. Why would you fill your lungs with smoke? Well, it's a habit that people get, and it makes you more beautiful. It makes you live longer, and it makes you makes you marry beautiful, handsome men. Oh, we understand. We are going to vape now. <laughs> Really, where is my Brad and what have you done with him? (laughs) (laughs) If you can pick it up, I'll let you continue. Okay. (laughs) If you can get it up. If I were a pony, you came around. I woke up with that song in my head. Thank you. And then watch down. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is my boss. Okay, what's this show about, Shelly? Nothing. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's 726. It's BS.show. Yes, I'm tickling those ivories. Shelly, you like that? Playing piano just for you. Come in. I I do like that. Sit down, get a bottle of vodka, blow your brains out with, you know, that alcohol, suck on a cigarette, Clear, clear your lung, clear your, you know, kill your lungs. You feeling good? Well, first of all, that doesn't happen. <laughs> but thank you. Okay. Seriously, you know what today is? Today's election day, right? It is election day. Rock the vote, people. Lots of people to vote for or against in some cases and measures on the ballot. I have on the phone with me, um, Epen, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Did I get your name? Is it Epen? Is that proper pronunciation? That's correct. Epen Thampy, correct? Yep. And you are with organization? I'm the uh, spokesman for the No on Amendment 3 campaign. Okay. Now, first off, uh, I have offered time to the Yes on 3 campaign people, and they did not want 
they're not not interested. Essentially, the Amendment 3, well, you tell us, what is Amendment 3 essentially? Some people call it the marijuana amendment. Is that pretty much it? Uh, That's accurate. And essentially what it would do is it would legalize, we already have uh, medicinal use of marijuana in the state of Missouri, it would legalize recreational use? Uh, well, legalization is a, is a stretch here, and that's kind of the uh, issue that we have. Um, the uh, Amendment 3 campaign is really a uh, monopoly play by the existing marijuana industry. Uh, so they would legalize it for uh, adult use and sale, but only the companies that already have licenses would get to compete in the uh, multi-billion dollar recreational market. And then advocates uh, for legalization, like myself, also don't like that they create a actually new uh, possession and use uh, criminal penalties and want to make those penalties constitutional. Um, it's not a well-thought-out problem. Uh, it's not a well-thought-out uh, uh, proposal. They've spent a lot of money to get, on, get it on the ballot. Um, so, uh, but it really is a, a campaign that I think uh, highlights a lot of problems you do that you get when you uh, put together a proposal that does not have a lot of good input and that really only uh, is 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 very self-serving. Now, you said something. Are you and I'm and, and this I'm on a personal level? Are you for or against the recreational use of marijuana? I'm I'm for. Um, you know, I'm actually a registered lobbyist in my day job, and uh, I've been working in, with uh, State Representative Ron Hicks on uh, legalization uh, in the last few couple of years. So, in other words, you're essentially pro-marijuana, but you're anti-Amendment 3. Correct. Okay, and I've heard so many people talk about this. You know, nowadays, our political uh, you know sphere is so polarized. If you're a Democrat, you hate the Republicans and vice versa. And if you, know, if you like Trump, you're a terrible person. If you like Biden, you're a wonderful person and vice versa, right? Okay, right. so in this case, you've got Republicans and Democrats saying, this Amendment 3 is not good. Am I correct on that? Absolutely. You know, uh, everyone from uh, our good friend, former Lieutenant Governor Peter Kinder is a Republican to uh, Mayor Tashara Jones and St. Louis is against uh, this campaign. So that's not a, you know, you know, the NAACP is uh, opposes this campaign as, as does uh, the uh, Sheriff's Association. You know, these are not uh, groups that you normally see on the same side of uh, many issues. Now, and, and the big reason for it is you mentioned this and I was sort of curious about this. Uh, Shelly, my co-host and I, when the, when the medical marijuana place first opened up, we went into it and we thought, okay, this is sort of weird. You know, you go, it's like an appointment. It's like a doctor's office, okay? So essentially, those places that are selling medical marijuana would now be able to sell the recreational stuff as well, too? Yes. So all of a sudden, those people who, every time I drive by the one place, I drive by all the time, the medical marijuana place. There's never anybody in the parking lot. All of a sudden, those places would be, like, super busy because the same place where you can get your medical, medical let me try that again, your medical marijuana, you can now get your recreational moniker, or marijuana, correct? Yeah, and what people have uh, a real problem with, it seems, is that the medical marijuana licensing process was uh, rigged and corrupt. So it really was a campaign where, you know, they sell, they sold us, okay, well, we should allow for people to have medical marijuana, which, you know, is a compassionate message. It's an easy argument to make and an easy argument to accept. Uh, but then turns out that in the uh, 36 pages of constitutional amendment that we uh, voted for in 2018, 
there was a uh, licensing cap and a rigged uh, process for dispensing those licenses. So we actually had 2,300 um, applications for uh, marijuana use or marijuana business licensing in Missouri. Almost 90% of them were denied, and there's been a ton of controversy over it. Um, lawmakers like uh, State Representative Jared Taylor from Nixa, he's a very conservative Republican. You know his uh, his House Committee, which is uh, uh, which does governmental oversight work, did an investigation of this licensing process, found out there was actual fraud and corruption in, in the system. Um, so uh, you know I think uh, and, and that's kind of where a lot of these problems started, which is um, you know the the the, the marijuana application system for licensing was was corrupt and um that's caused all kinds of uh problems some people lost their life savings in this uh, application process so essentially the the amendment three would add how many pages in it is it 38 so it adds 39 it add 39 pages to our constitution which is already i don't know how many pages long now right it's a great big long document we, we, ha- we have the second longest constitution of any american state except for louisiana really because yep. everybody keeps tacking things onto it right we have bingo in our constitution <laughs> well you got to have bingo in your constitution everybody needs that you know how that goes so essentially you personally you're saying no on three but yes we need to figure this out another way is that would that yeah. be a good idea of how you 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 feel absolutely absolutely so and the proper way would be through the legislative process now why haven't they done this already um, actually, so I worked with uh, Re- Republican State Representative Ron Hicks on this this year, and we had a great bill that got a lot of uh, attention, a lot of endorsement. And then the uh, marijuana industry and their lobbyists actually showed up to testify against it and oppose it. And the reason was is that we did not create um, a, a, a restriction on licensing. They don't want competition. So in other words, they want to have only so many places you can go. It's not like like a retail store. Hey, I'm going to open up a a Walmart where you can just plunk down a Walmart anywhere. You got to get a license from the state, right? Correct. Okay, and that's the whole issue. So in other words, essentially, if this passed, could I get a license? No. Really? So in other words, you already have to have the medical marijuana license to get a recreational license if I want to sell this? Correct. Wow. Wow. So in other words, the places that are already in business would be the only ones who would be able to sell the recreational. Exactly. Wow. Interesting. Boy, that is sort of monopolistic, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a uh it's not a very fair system, you know, out of the 360 odd uh business licenses that already exist for medical marijuana, only two or three of them are black owned, so there's a huge um, opposition in the black community over this. It's one of the reasons why the Missouri NAACP has come out strongly against the campaign. Um, but, you know, just, and then you think about President Biden, who uh, has initiated the federal process for legalization. So um, if that goes into, uh, once the federal government legalizes, which is within, um, which is on the horizon right now, um, if Amendment 3 is passed because it's a constitutional amendment, it would lock Missouri in kind of a box and uh, prevent our entrepreneurs and farmers and innovators from really participating in a, in a presumptive uh, global market uh, space. 
Interesting. If people want more information, how can they contact you or what website should they take a look at to take a look at what you guys are proposing? Our website is www.knowona3.com. That's www.knowona3.com. And what I would tell uh, voters is like, look, you're not just voting on but we want to uh, maybe change the Constitution with this year. You're also voting for a state representative and a state senator uh, in most districts, right? And it's a, and I'd much prefer that our General Assembly, our elected representatives handle this. You know, the state of Missouri uh, uh, legalized alcohol in 1936. Every year since then, we've had some modification to our uh, alcohol statutes, Right. I'm not going to pretend to anyone that I that, that getting marijuana regulation is going to be any easier. Um, we need we need to have a deliberative, transparent and and flexible approach to these uh, policies since, you know, as society changes its, its mind and, and we uh, we move forward. If people want to get a hold of you, how would they be able to talk to you direct if that's possible? Um, just send us an email through the www.noona3.com website and I'll get it. <laughs> Ethan, I thank you very much. I appreciate your time this morning. Appreciate it. Uh-huh, bye-bye. So, Shelly, what do you think? You mean, which way am I going to vote? No, I mean, what? see, I, I just learned things I didn't know. So, in other words, there are no new places. The places that are the medical marijuana places turn into the recreational places. If you and I decide we want to open up a marijuana store, we can't. I mean, like, I don't know if I like that or not. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the way that they were divvied out, Brad. Yeah, but. I mean, there were people. This is what I heard, that there were people that put up, you know, $100,000, which they didn't get back, even if they weren't selected. Well, man, I tell you what, sometimes, you know, sometimes government, you just sort of shake your head, you know? It's like. Shaking my head. It's like, I still can't understand why I can't drive my car through an intersection at more than five miles an hour in the city of St. Louis. Did you know that? What? That's, that's still a law on the books in the city of St. Louis. You can't drive a vehicle through an intersection at more than five miles an hour. Oh, that's broken every day. Yeah, I know, but it's still on the books. Okay. Huh? Uh, it's one of those goofy laws. There's a book about that. It's pretty funny about all these a laws. A book about goofy laws? Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, the, matter of fact, I think there's a website that just have the Missouri laws. All these laws that once upon a time got put on the books maybe, you know, 50, 100 years ago, which nobody took off, which today make no sense at all. Like, for example, driving through an intersection more than five miles an hour in the city of St. Louis, and that was an old law from horse and buggy days. Where you didn't want to have inter- you didn't want to have like you know you colliding with your buggy and somebody else you didn't want to hit the stagecoach when it went through the intersection at Olive and Tucker you know what I'm saying uh, back in the day it was Olive and Twelfth Street but anyway okay back in the day <laughs> I'm sorry okay uh, we're gonna take a break we'll be right back at 7:45 yep hold on a minute uh, okay it's gonna give me you know what. Sometimes this computer, I just want to take out and back and shoot it. 7.45. And throat punch it? Yes. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. And you know what? There are mornings like this morning where I feel like a little numb bug. That's awful cute. It's pretty adorable, <laughs> actually. See, that's the problem with current current music. There's no manly music anymore. It's like, I feel like a little numb bug. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I, I don't feel like a little numb bug. Sometimes I feel like a statue, 
And sometimes you're the pigeon and sometimes you're the statue. Right. I think we've heard that before. Okay. Absolutely you have. You know who it's... you know who Kyrie Irving is? No. He's a basketball guy, a very talented basketball player, plays for the NBA, plays for the Brooklyn Nets. Used to be called the New the New York Nets. He's got himself in trouble. Um, last week he endorsed an anti Semitic film on social media and repeatedly refused to apologize. Okay. First off, I will say this by saying that I think the political correctness with our speech has gotten too far. Now, I understand he made a comment about the Jewish people, and the Jewish people are always getting, you know, cat, you know, categorized as terrible people. They're getting, you know, they get, you know, I mean, like during World War II, Hitler tried to exterminate them. There's still people to this day that are not kind to Jewish people. They think Jewish people are trying to rule the world. You know, insert whatever negative thought you want about Jewish people, okay? But that would be like me saying, I think Catholic people eat, drink too much wine, okay? People, oh, I can't believe you said that, okay? Well, guess what? Catholic people drink wine, but Baptists don't, okay? So I made a comment. Now, I don't necessarily feel that way. Quite honestly, I don't really care what you do as far as your religion is concerned, you know, Unless it's unless it's uh, you know you know sacrificing morning radio hosts, I'm okay pretty much with anything you want to do in your religion. You're hilarious. No, Stop it. I, I'm pretty much you know down with anything. <laughs> Once again, it's like if my next door neighbor oh, is chopping up cats in his house, I don't care as long as he doesn't throw the cat paws on my front lawn. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I you know that's, that's when. That's- you know, really decent of you, Brad. <laughs> Just don't throw them on my front lawn. I don't care, okay? <laughs> and essentially, but essentially what's happened was Kyrie Irving has been like, oh my God, he said terrible things about the Jewish people. Okay, he apologized. But they suspended him. Now get this. In order for him to come back off a of suspension, this is what, in, in, and I'm reading this right off the thing from, this is the press release from from the New York Nets. In order for Irving to be reinstated, he must reportedly, quote, issue a verbal apology and condemn the anti-Semitic film. That's number one. Share the apology on social media. Complete sensitivity trainings. Meet with Jewish leaders in the Brooklyn community. Meet with Sai, T-S-A-I, who is the guy who owns the, the New York Nets, and apologize to him. And then make a $500,000 donation, $500, donation, half million dollar donation to anti-hate causes. Okay? Tell me what you think about that. Once again, he's using his free speech. And what he, and what's interesting Do is... Do we even have free speech anymore? Well, what's interesting was he didn't, he didn't come out and say, hey, Jewish people are terrible people. He endorsed an anti-Semitic film. Okay? Think about all the films that are out right now that are anti-something or other, okay? And anti-something, okay? There's the anti, you know, there's all these movies that come out that, you know, that, that essentially promote certain ideologies, correct? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. And the ideology may be the fact that uh, you want to be a polygamist. You want to have a bunch of wives. A guy can have multiple wives, Okay. I don't agree with that. Matter of fact, I think in some cases, one's too many. But that's that's a whole other story. <laughs> Any, anyway, um, no. But but, but <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Actually, but but think about it. You you watch these movies, and like for example, 
The oh, one you and I, the one I've funny. never seen, the one I've never seen, which is the one is what's the one that's got John Travolta in it where he does the goofy dance? Not Michael. Michael. No, not not Michael. Where he's like the killer. They're killing everybody. Oh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I still don't understand no, Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Okay, I still don't understand that. Okay, that I just don't. That movie glorifies homicide. Okay, there's all sorts of people killed in that movie, right? Tons of people killed in that movie, right? And they're yeah. just killing people to kill people. They don't like that part. Bong, bong, shoot them in the head. They're dead, right? Okay, so if I come out and say, well, uh, that, that Pulp Fiction movie, I love it. You should go see it. Somebody's going to along, come along and say, Brad, that movie idolizes people getting murdered. It idolizes drug use. I mean, you know, I mean, like, for example, how many movies do we see where the guy, our gal, or both of them in the movie are like, you know, stoned all the time. Okay, man, you know. Like, for example, the movie, what, the movie Baby Driver. Have you ever seen that movie, Baby Driver? No. Okay, it's about, matter of fact, it's got John Hammond and a bunch of other people. It's about a crime ring that robs banks, okay? And in the process, they kill people robbing banks. They shoot guards, they shoot police, right. Okay, what they're doing, they're glamorizing crime and they're glamorizing you know, uh, homicide of innocent people and police officers because they're bank robbers, okay? And they just kill people. There's probably, I don't know how many people in that movie. I haven't even seen the whole stupid movie. I just watched little clips of it on YouTube. I agree with you. Okay, so in other words, if I'd say, well, that movie's promoting homicide, and if I went on here and said, wow, that baby driver, what a great movie that is, and you came on and said, Brad, I'm offended by the fact that you like that baby driver movie, that's a terrible movie. It shows crime, it shows them robbing banks, it shows them killing people, killing innocent people, killing other criminals, killing police officers, that's a terrible movie, we're going to take you off the air. Well, I just said I like the movie. He never said, came out and said, those Jewish people are terrible. He just talked about an anti-Semitic film. Now, once again, how many films are there? They're anti-Catholic. There's all sorts of movies about, you know, anti-Catholic. There's anti, you know, like we have this thing right now where we're anti-Muslim to a certain extent. We don't like those Muslim people because they drove those planes into the World Trade Center. And, I don't think that's the case. No, uh, there are a lot of people came out against Muslims because of the fact that they attacked yeah, us. Yeah, but I think we've. I don't know, gone past that. Yes, but there are still people out there, and there's still, like, for example, if you there's go. There's still people out there about World War II. I get it. But the idea being is there are people out there that say that the Japanese were right, and they were right to attack us. Well, you can't say that. They killed all those people at at at, at, uh, at Pearl Harbor. There's people that go, look at what the Americans did. The Americans got into the war, and they, and they, they dropped nuclear bombs on Japan. How horrible is that? Once again, it's all your frame of reference. I'm one of these guys that I essentially say, my right to swing your fist ends the tip of my nose. Tip of my nose. You can pretty much say whatever you want. It can be goofy stuff. And, you know, sometimes there's goofy stuff that comes out of my mouth. You know, and I'll no. be, I know. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes there's goofy stuff that comes out of my mouth. What? <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not, but once again, He's got to, like, kiss the ring. He's got an issue of verbal apology. He's got to share the apology in social media. He's got to complete sensitivity trainings. He's got to meet with Jewish leaders in Brooklyn. He's got to meet with the owner of the team. He's got to make a 500000 donation to any hate causes. Okay. Well, we would have – that has not changed. What hasn't changed? What you just said. But, see, here's the interesting thing. Kyrie Irving's a black dude. I think he's being pushed around because he's a black guy. If he was a white guy, I don't think they'd be saying these things about him. And I think I think they are beating up on him because of his race. 
How's that for a pro- provocative statement? And if he were a white guy, then eh, he says stupid stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He flaps his jaws a little bit too much. Yeah, things come out of his mouth. So you think he's being profiled? I think he's being persecuted. How about that? And I don't think it's right. He he gave his opinion. His opinion may be hurtful to some, but that would be like me saying, "Hey, I don't think people should retire. I think retirement is the number one cause of death." In you the United say States. that all the time. I do, and people get offended by that. Well, I'm retired. Things are great. Good for you, but I that's my opinion. My opinion is I saw my mom and dad go downhill in a hurry after they retired, and that retirement killed my mom and dad. It killed my mom and dad. It did. It killed them. Okay, we're done for the day. Okay, on that note, <laughs> everybody have a great day. Say goodbye, Shelly. <laughs> goodbye, Shelly. Peace and I fly. It's 7.59. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.